Uh, hello and welcome to Just Some Guardians. This is episode 46. Uh, this week is a nerd talk. The topic this week is... Uh, we decided on horror films, correct? <laughs> I, don't know yes. why, I don't know why I blanked there. But uh, I am a temporary host, Gunbait101. Tonight, I am joined by the effervescent Russell. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm just sitting here, chilling with my dog, thinking about horror movies and hoping I don't have nightmares tonight. Just <laughs> reviewing all the scariest moments in my life from the horror films, you know. And that one time at camp. Yes. You know, actually, I do have a story about camping. <laughs> Being so scared that I nearly peed myself. Okay. It was so scary. I do have a story about that. Okay. We'll get to that here in a moment. Okay. Uh, I would like to uh, uh, say hello to uh, the viewers in chat and also let them know that uh, this is supposed to be our spooky episode. Um, spooky in the way of that we've been ghosted by Elmer and Nick tonight. So. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. that well done, sir. Uh, Nick couldn't make it tonight and uh, Elmer is off on vacation somewhere. I imagine in the Caribbean, correct? Yes. Let's just well, say that. So, so Brett, every every year, he likes to take a trip where he um, is a pirate mm. in yes. the Caribbean. Um, so he actually sails the high seas and uh, searches for treasure. <laughs> what else would he do? But, you know, I never hear any stories because dead men tell no tales. But he's alive, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, I haven't seen Brett face to face in a while. For all I know, he could be dead and just a ghost in the machine. That's true. And he whispers at me to me at night. So that's, <laughs> that's in my great. sleep. You know, we used to have sleepover because in high school, right? You know, we we lived into we lived like subdivision. Our our subdivisions were next to each other. So if I wasn't at his house, he was often at my house. So I've experienced the whispering at night quite mm. often. It's soothing. It's hard for me to sleep without it now, but you know, it's what I keep my wife around for. Okay. <laughs> Anywho, uh, tonight, as we mentioned before at the top of the show, it was going to be horror films is the, is the topic. Um. How do we want to start this off? I mean, uh, I, you know, I, I am a little bit older than you. I, I, as far as my history in horror films that I've experienced, uh, a lot of mine were from 1980s, early 1980s. Um, and I don't know if you've gone into any of the, in, into those movies at all, but, um, you gotta understand, I might be a little bit younger than you, but as far as, like the way I grew up and the kind of movies and even even TV shows, cartoons that I watched, it was all very influenced by that your generation mm-hmm. for whatever reason. It was mostly because I grew up with – when I grew up, my parents were divorced, so I spent a lot of time with my uncles, the youngest one being four years older than me. So they watched a lot of those things. So a lot of the things that, that I watched that I was influenced by were, you know, that children of the eighties kind of stuff. I gotcha. 
is weird. So I, I probably have seen most of uh, We talked a little bit before the show. Jason, Freddy. Um, I've seen a few of those. Um, Teletubbies. Teletubbies, which was <laughs> hands down the scariest. Oh, still can't, I still can't watch it in this day. <laughs> I don't. Okay. What? It was a romp through pedophilia is what it felt like because <laughs> there is a child in the sun. Yeah. There's, I just, they don't speak English. There is nothing spoken in English in that show, except for like the weird kids that are like, Hey, I'm awesome. I do this anyways. And they have TVs on their stomachs. I'm pretty sure. And their antennas quivered whenever they were excited. I'm just saying, horror film. Next to pregnancy, the scariest thing in real life I've ever seen. Because <laughs> if you think about it, pregnancy is a horror show. It is a living thing inside of another living thing that bursts out in blood and viscera. That's the movie Alien. Was that considered as a horror film or a thriller? Or are we limp, are we lumping thrillers together? I I would say well because it has a monster, so yeah. I would say horror because okay. it does have because it has that they are hiding from the alien for the majority of the movie. Now it does have the confrontation at the end, so it's more of a I would say it's more of a blend of horror and uh, well I guess monster movie. It's mm. it's a monster movie horror action flick kind of meshed together. As a kid, as a child, it scared the living poop out of me. But it's still scary. I mean, it is it is alien. They are the epitome of a hunter. You know, they 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 dripped acid, and they were you you never really saw it until the end, and it was always kind of there. You know, as this presence that was feeding on people that was hunting them, that's terrifying. You're in a darkened ship, kind of marooned in space with this alien thing hiding and just waiting for you to slip up so it can eat your face. And put its baby inside you. And put its baby inside of you. That Now, <laughs> now the preceding alien movies became more of monster slash action movies. But I'd say the first one still falls because it was that terror of the unknown that that I would say it falls with more. Okay. Good. It, it's good that we have that distinction. So, I mean, I I almost declare like movies like Predator though almost as a general action film. But Predator. I mean, it, I guess it could be. I mean, it was that monster. It was kind of scary. Um, I I guess it could also be classified as a horror film too. So. Um, I don't know. I'd go Predator more action monster flick. I mean, because you do have a lot of the crossover between horror and monster. But Predator, it wasn't so much scary as much as it was. You knew there was a monster. Mm -hmm. But I think any movie that has Arnold Schwarzenegger in it is automatically classified as action. I'm not really scared that much when Arnold Schwarzenegger is around. So he's too. He's too funny. Yeah. For that, for that to be a, yeah, his his voice, it's just it doesn't lift itself well to uh, drama, the 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 thrilling. Oh, what's gonna happen? 
Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. <laughs> a bomb. A bomb. What does he say? I does a bomb. Oh my gosh. Well, uh, as far as like uh, horror films, I'm gonna kind of start off early in my life. There was one movie. I think it was in like, I think it was like 1981. I believe it was. It was called Wolfen. Um, and basically I think I, my earliest memory of it, and maybe I should be reading the synopsis of it just to basically clarify to our listening audience, but, um, Wolfen though, I, I remember fondly as a kid because, uh, yeah, it was in 1981. Um, yeah. Oh, here's a synopsis. A New York cop investigates a series of brutal deaths that resemble animal attacks. Is it is it a werewolf? Is that what it ends up being? Yeah, it, it is essentially. But I mean, uh, most of the the screen uh, the scenes with the wolf in it is actually an actual wolf. Oh really? Oh, okay. Uh, uh, so I mean, there's like I I remember there's a scene. It's the classic, you know, guy gets into a car. Here's a little growling behind him. <laughs> wolf just eats him alive. <laughs> um, Blood splatter. Yeah. And- and it's just everywhere and he's screaming you know that old fun shindig but uh i i you know i remember that as fondly as a kid though i was about when i first watched it because i didn't watch it when it was first released but i was about five my older brother was about let's see here i'm doing math uh he was about seven years old and i remember we just got done watching this film and i grew up living uh my, my parents had a house right next door to my grandparents. And after the film, for some reason, my brother, he was super scared. We were all scared. We did not want to go to sleep that night. But my brother felt safe going over to my grandparents' house. And my cruel father, as my <laughs> brother leaves out the back door to walk over <laughs> to my grandparents' house, he slides open the window and goes, Arr! <laughs> and my brother literally pissed himself at that moment and he arrived at my grandparents soaking wet and uh we still tell that story to this day at thanksgiving dinner so so to go along with that well mostly along with with uh father figures who who thought it would be hilarious to scare <laughs> um so I, I i so my 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 i call him pop he's my grandfather cool he has always like his thing is scaring us and his children that was always the thing it was so what he would do is he would hide around the corner like he would know we were coming and then that was his favorite thing to jump out so you could never be quite sure what (laughs) like how you're going to get scared because the house was huge it's a two-story house it has it has like six bedrooms i mean it's it's ridiculous and they have this hallway that like why anyway very good place for hiding and scaring people and so he would he would always do that and so there are times <laughs> so i always grew up with pop scaring me and then my uncles did it as well because i mentioned the I, I i mentioned this earlier the youngest one was like four years older than me so we were all pretty close in age and they would always hide and scare me. I remember there was this one time I was sleeping, and and 
whenever I would come to visit, I would sleep in the same bed as, as Josh, who was the uncle that was four years older than me. Okay. And so we're sleeping and we hear a sound and we look over and do you remember the little troll dolls? Yeah. So it was one of those that its face glowed. <laughs> and in the dark, that's terrifying because all you see, you hear this sound and this kind of, <sighs> and you see this floating face with this manic <laughs> grin on it coming towards you. It just, you're like, ah! I remember, so so he scared us a lot. So I remember there was this one time I had just watched Don't Look Under the Bed. Okay. It, I don't know if anybody's ever seen it. It was a Disney, it was one of those Disney Channel movies, but it was about the boogeyman. Mm-hmm. And whenever the boogeyman would come out from underneath the bed, the bed would shake. You'd see like the bed shaking and then like this fog would spill out in this light and then the boogeyman would come out. I had just watched that movie. We were living in Las Vegas at the time. We had just, and my grandfather lives in Alabama. That's important to the story. Okay, all right, I'll hold you to it. <laughs> so I had just watched this movie. I wasn't super scared by it. I mean, it's a Disney Channel movie, so it wasn't super scary. I'm laying in my bed, sleeping a bunk bed, might I add. Top or bottom? Top. Okay. I wanted the bunk bed so that I could sleep on the top because I don't know. I liked, I liked being up high. I still like being up high. Um, and so I'm sleeping and all of a sudden I feel it, it felt like somebody had run and jumped into the bottom bunk because the whole thing sways. Woof. And I'm like, Ugh. I'm like whoa what the heck was that i'm like holding on to the slabs on the side of this bed and i'm like and for some reason the first thing that comes to mind is that it's my grandfather who lives in alabama who's messing <laughs> with me because he messed with me so much the... i mean you know i'm still half asleep and i'm like i'm like pop pop stop pop because the bed starts shaking and i'm like this is the worst experience of my life. This is terrifying because the boogeyman, it's either one, my grandfather trying to scare me or two, it's the boogeyman. And I was really hoping it wasn't that second option. <laughs> so I'm like, and I realize pop is in Alabama. Maybe it's my stepdad, but that doesn't seem like something he would do. So it stopped shaking. And I'm like, I'm still kind of like half asleep. But at this point, my, my heart's going. I look I'm like, I'm so scared. I look over the side of the bed and the bottom bunk is empty. And I'm like, this is, this is it. This is how I die. <laughs> there was a real boogeyman. They knew what they were talking about in that movie. And he is coming to eat me. So I'm like, like, okay, if I jump far enough from the bed, he won't be able to reach and grab me from underneath. So I, I like, I jump and I mean, you know, I'm like maybe eight. So I jump from the top bunk as far as I can towards my door and I land and I like roll and I like open the door and run out and run into my mom's bedroom. And I'm like, mom, 
there's a boogeyman. <laughs> I'm like, I know that this is going to sound crazy, but my bed was shaking. I don't know what's going on. Because even as an eight-year-old, I'm like, there's no such thing as the boogeyman, but there is something under my bed that is going to eat me. And so I'm telling my mom, and she's so mad at me. She's like, you are never allowed to watch a scary movie again. This is it. This is the end. And I'm like, no, for reals, mom. I don't know what's going on. She goes, well, you can sleep in here, but you can't sleep on the bed. So I had to sleep on the floor and I'm like, the whole night, I'm looking over towards the darkness under her bed, just waiting for something to come out and eat me. <laughs> so my stepdad and I, the next day, were, were driving down the road, and it comes over the radio that there was an earthquake the night before. Oh my gosh. Jeez. <laughs> and so that's that's why the bed was rocking back and forth. But my mom, was, she didn't believe me. She thought, she thought I was just having a bad dream. But it was an earthquake that had caused the bed to shake, and it just so happened that it was on the same night that that episode premiered. Amazing. Yes. Sorry, that was kind of a derailed, bumpy road off to the side, but good story. Yeah, well, I'm also glad it wasn't your your pop from Alabama as well. You know- I, for some reason, because he did it to us all the time. He would wake us up in the middle of the night making sounds just to scare us. And so in my sleep-addled mind, I'm like, this is pop. This is <laughs> – he has come from Alabama to scare me. Crazy. Well, uh, so uh, going back to uh, movies here um, – I'm going to move up a little bit in time on that. Actually, no, it's a year before that, though. I'm sure you've seen The Shining, right? Okay, so I have... I I know what happens in The Shining, and I've seen, like, the end of it. And it's on Netflix right now, and I keep, like, I need to watch that. I need to watch that. You need to watch that. But I haven't yet. But tell me about it. I know what happens at the end. I know okay. all play and all, all, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Yes, the classic line from the movie uh, in Red Rum, as you know, is a popular phrase that comes from that. Um, <laughs> Red Rum. <laughs> Hello, Mrs. Torrance. But anyways, uh, that had a uh, that movie had a uh, not an effect on me, but uh, it was a a very scary movie that I watched as a kid. Um, it was one of those films that actually didn't really cause any nightmares because it was, it had scary scenes, of course, because there was like ghosts that were, uh, plaguing Jack's mind and, and stuff like that. And, and the boy also saw them too. And later in the movie, the wife actually ended up seeing them, but, uh, it was one of those that, I don't know, it never put me to bed with nightmares or anything like that, but, um, it, it was just a good all-around movie. It, I believe it was Stanley Kubrick who actually uh, directed directed that. But uh, um, I don't know. I always enjoyed that one. Well, I uh, feel like Stephen King's like the his horror pictures. They they're very they're not ones that necessarily call cause me nightmares, but they are ones that usually stand out to me. Misery. Mm. I would. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, uh, our uh, Cujo, Pet Cemetery, 
Um, although my uncle was terrified of Pet Cemetery. I vaguely remember Pet Cemetery though, but I do remember watching it though. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, most of the ones in the eighties, they weren't exactly realistic with their special effects. So like as a kid, you watch it and you're like, that's terrifying. But then you watch it now and you're like, why was I scared of that? That is obviously a robotic cat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, but I, I feel like most of Stephen King's movies, they are, they, they do have that connotation where they don't often send you to bed with nightmares, but it's one of those things where you're like, Whoa, what is going on in that guy's head? There was a lot at that time. I mean, at least with Stephen yeah. King, but uh, even it, you brought that up. Um, that was one. I, I actually have a fear of clowns. Um, never liked clowns. Mm-hmm. And uh, who was it? it? Was Tim Curry who did? It was Tim Curry. Yeah. And I I love Tim Curry as an actor, but uh, I don't know. Just and in after it though, I never actually enjoyed hardly anything with tim curry in it oh well i could see that because it's hard because i i didn't really like the first time i watched it i didn't realize that it was tim curry i was like and then i realized it and it's hard to see him as anything else besides it uh you can see him in rocky horror picture show i'm sure oh that well you know i'm that soothes the mind (laughs) well uh, yeah well does it it uh gets me a little excited (laughs) um but yeah it was one of those that was that was really scary i haven't seen the remake of it have you seen it no i have not uh we had this discussion i'm now going out to the movies oh yes Uh, it'll be my first time in seven years to see an uh a rated r adult movie (laughs) that is not a cartoon (laughs) because kids I, I really want to see it not it, because the book. So I tried to read the book and I remember watching because, you know, the original, it was a made for TV mm-hmm. uh, show. Um, and I didn't watch it until later in life. So you watch it and you're like, okay, like Tim Curry is terrifying. But outside of that, like when you actually see it as the spider, it's not quite as scary. It's, you know, it looks very fake, and especially when its belly glows. We all flow down here. Um, but I, I read the book because I was interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, and nothing against Stephen King. I know that he is a great author, um, and a lot of people like him. But to me, his stuff isn't... I have a hard time reading his stuff. He's very artsy in the way that he describes things. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, reading it, I'm like, I'm not very scared. You know, it just wasn't something that I could get into. But it was interesting enough that I wanted to, like, I want to see the remake. Mostly because that clown is terrifying. Whoever they got to play uh, Pennywise, Pennywise, that's his name. It's just, they, they, they did his makeup in such a way that even the image is something that I want to, I want to see. Oh, I thought you were going to say I want to erase out of my mind right now, but no, you know, it's a weird, so I have a weird relationship with horror because like, I don't like jump scares. 
And I'm very sensitive to those kinds of images, but I also don't really have nightmares. It's almost like, like I have, I have this defiance inside of me. That's like, yeah, make me scared because then, but I have control of myself. You know what I mean? It's almost like that. Yeah. Weird force of will. That's like, I don't want to be scared, so I'm not going to be scared, but I want you to try to scare me. Well, and it's also that you brought up the the topic of jump scares. Um, Movies that I grew up with, it was usually, you know, it it was cheap. Uh, It was usually a way to kind of get you in that mode of you're going to be scared. Uh, And then later in like the 90s and in late 90s and early 2000s, whenever it seemed like that there was a horror film that came out, it almost seemed like that that's what they focused on more of the movies on and it wasn't just a jump scare but it was a jump scare with gore a lot of the movies actually turned into these gory things that were yes they were scary in nature but um i don't know it it, to me it seemed cheap like it, it was like they were just they had to go over the top to just make sure that they said this scene is very scary i'm gonna let my dog down i'm sorry And so you bring up a good point and that's something that I kind of want to talk about because so I like horror movies. I do not like gore. Yeah. Because, because they've, they've become a separate genre entirely because, you know, just like you have monster flick and you have horror flick because I feel like that and, and gore kind of sprung from it where, you know, they started, they started to go for the jump scare. And then that was all they did. You know, they they would jump to scare you and it's like, okay, but where's the the tension? Where's the build up? Where's make me scared. Don't just make me jump. Don't give me that momentary fright. I, I feel like that is a failure to deliver. Um and then they went even further where they, they started to introduce gore, and then when it gets too gory, it's not scary. For instance, Evil Dead, the mm. remake. Have you seen the remake of the Evil Dead? No, actually, I believe it was last night I was talking with Evil Jay. Uh, he had brought me up, uh, brought it up to me that I was not aware that there was an Evil Dead remake. Yeah. I know that there was Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2, mm-hmm. um, which I had watched those, but I had I, I was not aware that there was a remake. So go on. I'm sorry. So Evil Dead, I mean, and this is this is even going to what you were talking about with that that eighties genre where it was scary. Like I remember, I watched the Evil, I watched Evil Dead because I had seen as a as when I was younger, I had seen Army of Darkness, and I and then later, and I liked that movie because it it's kind of a mesh of fantasy and horror. Yeah with also a lot of comedy that I, I found enjoyable. So I got really into that movie. And then later on in life, I, I, I realized that it was, it was a, it was a continuation of a story from evil dead and evil dead Two, And then army of darkness is that continuation because that's how Ash ends up in medieval times in evil dead Two. evil dead was scary. Like, yeah, it's freaky, and you're going. That lady just got raped by a tree. What is going on here? <laughs> um, so like it, it was scary, but it was good. 
Um, and then Evil Dead came along, and I was like, I'm interested in seeing this because it looks like it could actually be scary. And I remember, I remember talking to my roommates about it beforehand because at the time I was I was living with a couple of other guys, and I was like, I really want to watch this movie. You know, I'm in the mood for a scary movie. Let's get it. I just hope that they don't go too far on the gore side because that's that's not scary. Um, and about halfway through the movie. It's just all gore. In fact, the movie ends with blood raining from the sky, and so everything is covered in blood. And, like, the main character cuts her arm off, just like Ash did, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, it just it stopped being scary. Like, there's this scene where the girl that becomes possessed, she's, like, at the bottom of the stairs, and they're, like, talking with her, and then she cuts her tongue and slits it with a, with a razor. And I'm just like, that's gross. It's not scary. It's just gross. Why? There's <laughs> no no purpose. And I mean, Evil Dead was gory too, but it wasn't. It, it still had its scare factor. It was still freaky. This was just, after, after about the halfway point, it was just gore. Well, that's actually why I think I watched Saw 1 and Saw 2. Yeah. And I didn't watch, I don't know how many they made after that. Um, <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of them. Uh, it was almost like Fast and the Furious movies almost for a while there. But uh, no, but Saw, it, it was a, it was essentially a, a choice of what kind of gore you wanted. You know, the, the, the character that was always put into the challenge, they were always put into a, a situation of where they had to choose what gore would you like to have? (laughs) Would you like to see the the gore presented on your friend sitting next to you? Or are you going to cut your leg off to get yourself out of those chains? You know? Well, and the first one was good. I mean, like it had that whole psychological mystery thing to it of what's going on. Um, And then I feel like it just, after that, it became increased. They lost that magic that they had, which is frequent and, not just horror movies, but in most sequels, they get lazy with the amount of money they can make and they go, well, what's the easiest way to get from point A to point B without having to spend too much money? Gore, let's throw that in there. That's what people loved in the first one. And that's like, yes, but no. (laughs) Like, yeah, that appeals to a certain demographic of people, but it's not... It's not all there is. Give me a thrill. Give me something that ominous that's in the background that, you know, we maybe don't even see for a long time. That's there. Well, here's a thing that always got me. Uh, let's, for instance, uh, the new movie Halloween that's coming out. It's, I, and I don't know if it's a remake or if it's just continuation, but I believe it's just called Halloween, but, um, but it is. It, continuation so so it is a continuation because it has um jamie lee curtis jamie lee curtis curtis as an older woman but from what i understand they eliminated halloween 2 from the canon so it is a continuation but they revamp a couple of things as well okay well uh one of the things that was uh it wasn't really jump scary with uh halloween 2 but one of the things I, I don't, it, it kind of annoyed me when I first started watching it, but then as I grown to appreciate it, 
you know, you have Jamie Lee Curtis as a character who's running away from Michael most of the time throughout the movie, and he's just walking. And See, he... that's <laughs> the terrifying thing. Like, run. he's, yeah, he's just totally calm. You know, where's the hurry? I'm going to kill you eventually. <laughs> I will you. Eventually, you are going to slip up, and I am going to get you. And he usually caught up with her, exactly. and it was like, "How how do you fight that?" <laughs> yeah, that that was a truly scary part. I mean, I know in scene in maybe I'm comparing Jay, uh, like Friday the Thirteenth and in Halloween because those were kind of around the same time. Um, you know, there was times where, and it depends on which Jason you're talking about. Um, there were times where Jason would actually run after you or after the, after his pursuant, but, um, still, I mean, pretty scary character, you know, with, with Jason, but, uh, and I, I, I think that, you know, with the, with the history that you got back with Michael, that you knew that he, you know, he had a troubled childhood and, you know, ultimately according to the first film, you know, he would. I believe he was just troubled and I don't know if they really mix in any superpowers into that mo into that no the lore of the the story but in the first movie he was he was a kid who put on the mask one night and killed his parents and then tried to kill his sister and then he was put into an asylum he's just a crazy dude with a high pain tolerance well, yeah, and I mean, he gets shot and stuff like that. So, I mean, he he becomes more of that slasher monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the original one, he was just a crazy dude who started killing people, which is scarier, I would say, than Jason or um, Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy, because these are supernatural entities that exist that... You know, one of them is a monster. Although there was that one, uh, I can't remember, it was Friday the 13th Part 2 or something like that, where it was his mom killing everybody. Maybe it was the first one. I think it was the first one. I believe you're right. His mom. It's been a while since I've seen a lot of these, but it's bringing up some awesome memories from when I was a kid, though. But yeah, if I remember correctly, it was his mom that there's a person in a canoe and she jumps up and pulls her into the water. I think that was the first one. It was Jason. So in the first one, she kills the, the counselors because they were inattentive to her son. Okay. And he had drowned, Jason had drowned in the lake. And then at the end, Jason comes up and grabs her and pulls her into the lake. Okay. And then from there is born the Friday the 13th franchise where Jason appears with a hockey mask and starts killing people. Weird. It's a, it's weird how that one kind of evolved. Yeah, well, I think that it is little... very weird because they also had uh, Jason in space. Jason X. Yes. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't that Jason and I? I just always call it Jason in space. <laughs> it, it was Jason X, and it was it was Jason in like the year twenty ninety nine in space where he like throw somebody and then shattered them and. Yeah. He did have a cool mask though that one. Oh, of course i mean you got to when you're in space <laughs> yeah well i mean you know the, the update on the franchise and then they had the jason versus freddy but they, i think i think by that point they had departed so far from the horror genre that i'm not even sure that those would be classified that they, they i think they fall within the slasher 
type. Yeah. Uh, but they're not. They're not. Um, they're not really scary, you know. I mean, especially once you get to Freddy versus Jason, that's just two monsters fighting each other who can't die. <laughs> yeah, I actually never watched those, uh, just because I got to a point with like Freddy or you know Nightmare on Elm Street films. Um, we kind of talked about this before, but um, I was never really horrified or scared of Freddy. Um, I did enjoy the first one, and I think that's kind of where they introduced the character. And, and I think it's the simplicity of the film. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not going out to these uh, extra lengths just to convey that this main character that is killing everybody is somehow really really powerful in in all that but i think that in their simplicity and in just just getting to know the characters is actually scary in itself a lot of times uh just the unknown but when they start throwing in a lot of the extra stuff that it's really not needed it, it kind of diminishes and and it doesn't really become scary after a certain point i i agree although there are some where the backstories make them scarier uh for instance i'm thinking of so it's on netflix right now it's called slasher it's a it's a series um i think it was i think it was canadian uh television and then they swapped it over jay (laughs) no i just pointed out like evil jay here in this he mentioned canada (laughs) sorry Uh, i was like what about uh and then I think I think it swapped over because I think it's a Netflix show now. I think Netflix picked it up. Um, so in the so each season covers a different uh, slasher type uh, person. It's a really good show, kind of freaky. Like the first one has to deal with this executioner, and it 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 goes into you know who because the so the very first scene this guy so it's this couple they're getting ready for a halloween party one guy's dressed as a cowboy and his wife goes upstairs she's pregnant she's like i don't think i'm gonna go i'm not feeling super well he's like oh okay he goes and he opens the door and there's this guy with like it's an executioner's mask but it's like a sewn-in smile super freaky looking (laughs) Jeez. It's like, whoa, that's terrifying, dude. And he thinks it's his friend. And so he lets him in the house. The guy's silent the whole time, you know, typical slasher fare. And he's talking to him and then he's and then he goes and he um the doorbell rings, he goes to open it, and it's his friend. And about that time is when the guy comes up behind him and stabs him and then just keeps the like he kills him, and then his friend is like, What the crap? And the guy takes him by the throat and carves a scar into his face. And then he like he lets him go. And at this point, the wife comes down the stairs. And the next thing you know, the wife is bloodied on the floor. And this guy is holding a baby in his arms. Because he has cut the baby out of the mom. And it's like, what the frick just happened? And so the whole the whole series has to do with 
uh, the baby who has now grown up, she moves back to the city, um, to, to the city where this all happened. And now the executioner killings are happening again because he was called the executioner. And so now they're starting to come up. She goes to visit the guy in prison to figure out, you know, what's going on? Why did you spare me? Or, you you know, and he's kind of helping her solve the mystery. And there's some really cool twists that it takes until the very end where, you know, you got this cool twist. And then the, the second season is everybody's trapped in this, in this summer camp that has now become like this uh, commune. Uh, where everybody kind of live, they you know, they live off of yoga and they cook their own meat and blah 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 blah, <laughs> um, and they're trapped there in the middle of winter. And then these people start getting killed. Like this guy gets chopped up in his and it's his entrails are used to make a snowman. <laughs> like one of the first gets killed, and then like there's a lady who gets uh, I can't remember if it's a lady or a guy gets staked out, and then the person cuts them open in a way that makes a snow angel out of their death. It, it's pretty good. Which, it, which movie is that again? It's, it's not a movie. Oh. It's a, it's a series um, on, on Netflix called slasher. Okay. Let's uh, check that out. It's pretty good. It's uh, I like it. It's got some scary moments. It's got some freaky things going on. But you know it, and it covers that good, uh, that good balance between slasher and horror that, you know, some other movies don't do so well, such as Freddy or Jason, especially the later ones. As good as they may be, they are not scary, in my opinion. Okay. <laughs> you you are allowed to have that opinion. I hope so. Okay. <laughs> You're in a safe place. <laughs> we will see. We'll see. Whoever, I, luckily, our community is very uh, understanding and supportive. But hopefully, some troll doesn't get a hold of it and be like, "You're wrong. You're a terrible <laughs> person." My dad made that those films. No, uh, they are good for what they are. Yeah, I. So, uh, how old was that? The that uh, what that show that you that you just spoke of? Well, it's it's relatively recent. Okay. Because, I mean, it, it sounded a little bit reminiscent because when you mentioned that they went to a camp and all that, I don't know if you ever watched any of the sleepaway camps at all. I, no, okay, so this is actually where the phrase, I believe, to explain if something is campy, oh. truly comes from. Okay. <laughs> or at least these films are the definition of it. And, uh, But I remember, I can't remember which one it is. There's a bunch of them. But it was kind of your slasher. It was like your Halloween Friday the Thirteenth. But there was a, a essentially a murder going around the camps, and it it was a little bit gory. But uh, there's uh, there's a band I used to listen to um, that they basically kind of made all their music around horror films. But uh, it's this is only this is only. Uh, this story only connects because uh, the main character in, in one of the films, uh, there's a, a famous picture of her where she's just standing there and she has her eyes like looking to the side and she's sitting there with an open mouth looking like she's screaming. And that was like one of the covers of the films. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that kind of looks like a, a dumb 
thing to have for your your horror film because it just looks like a little or a young girl screaming what they didn't uh notify everybody was you know before you watched it is you actually know what that face is later on and basically mm-hmm. and it was horribly done like it was actually like somebody actually took the it was a horribly uh crafted photoshop but it was all done with film at the time mm-hmm so somebody superimposed somebody's face on another human's face. But basically what they're trying to uh, interpret was that this guy was currently basically as they pan away, you see this, this girl's face. You notice that there's eyes kind of sunken, sunken in and just looking out, looking around slightly. Mm-hmm. And as they back away, you notice it's no longer a girl's body. It is a man <laughs> wearing the face of this girl. And he's, I believe he's holding a machete and he's nude, but it just slowly pans away at the end of the scene. I was just like, (gasps) as a kid that, that like terrified me, but, but it was like, they got you like just, just on the film cover. It was like, uh, it was just so, you know, I had a friend just basically, he introduced this, these films to me and we were at like a sleepover and we all watched them all together. Um, but yeah, it was like, oh my gosh, this film looks horrible. He's like, just watch, just wait, just watch. <laughs> and it was like, not to the end, you saw that face, and you're like, oh, that's that's the cover. And then all of a sudden it just starts panning back slowly, and it was just like, oh, oh that's not good. <laughs> Dude, that's a great, that, that's, I, I, I don't want to say great marketing, but that is a great twist to something, because because some of the best scary movies, the best horror movies, they take that that little thing that's familiar, and then they twist it just enough to where you're like, "Oh, this is this is real life. Like yeah. this is this is a thing. Like paranormal activity." Uh, that to me was one of the scariest movies that I had ever seen really? up until up until that point. I watching it again, it's not as scary. But that first time watching it and being because because you never you never see what it is, and because it's that found footage, you get to hide so many sins, you know. Because right, you know, it's moving, it's shaking, you know, and it makes it more realistic. And I mean, it's just it's it's these events slow building, you know, to where it it, it builds this tension in you as you're like. At first, it's like, is there something wrong? And then you're like, there's definitely something wrong here. And then it just keeps getting progressively worse until that that ending scene where she like stands up and walks away and then kills her husband. And you're like, what the fuck did I just watch? I am not going to sleep tonight. And then she like comes at the camera and I'm like, oh, <laughs> Because like you see the footprints in the in the oh gosh what was it was it dust or talcum powder or something that he had left leading from the uh, the attic. Oh yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. No, that movie still might be scary. Not as scary, but it was. I mean, you know, the ones preceding it weren't as scary, but that first one to me was. Now we had just discussed before, but you had you had not watched the ring. 
or have you? I I have seen it on TV, but you know that's watching it on TV, and it's all very forgettable. Okay. Yeah, because I, commercials they have to fill in time for commercials, and so there's yeah. there's something that's lost there. Well, um, and they did a lot of it too. I I just uh, I I just remember the ring because it introduced Naomi Watts to me, and that's mm-hmm. great Love movie. <laughs> great great actor um no but that that movie even though i was i think i was an adult at the time yeah that's 2002 i think that came out and uh i was totally an adult and i was responsible i knew that there were things that couldn't come out of the tv at me (laughs) just you never see her face you never see her face in that movie had if there was a movie to have jump scares that was a movie that actually had really good jump scares because it wasn't just somebody rounding a corner and going boo yeah you know scaring the crap out of somebody that's already experiencing enough tension in in you know in a scenario but uh this was like, it wasn't just jump scares because, you know, a person would just turn around and the person that just came out of the TV is standing right behind them, you know, and is going to kill them, you know, and that happened a lot in that film, but, um, it, gosh, but that it was, was delivered. Well, I mean, the jump scares are fine, but you've got to build that tension. Don't mm-hmm. just, don't just throw them out there like candy. They're supposed to be used for very, uh, you got to build the tension and then when it's right you got to use that moment that you built with the music with the the what's going on in the movie with the story and, and yeah and i feel like the ring did that well yeah well and it's funny that you brought up with music too and i i kind of wanted to actually talk about sound in horror films and one thing i've noticed and you may have noticed this too we we kind of talked about it but uh the uh the what is the house of haunting or the hill uh the haunting of hill house See, I, <laughs> I couldn't word it properly thank you for doing that um now i have not finished it but one thing i have noticed is that show actually i had to actually stop for a moment and it it's something that their sound engineers for that show is really good Oh, good. Um, and the one thing that I noticed is throughout the whole, like when they're getting ready to talk about ghosts or there's something weird happening, mm-hmm. there's this low guttural frequency that's playing. Yeah. Throughout those scenes, you know something bad or somebody's going to see something bad at that moment, but it actually like just digs a pit inside my stomach. Yeah. And it just like, I'm like, Oh, I feel sick, you know, and I don't know what it is. And, and, you know, I have like a, a a sound system in my living room. So I'm, I'm highly aware of that, that low guttural noise that comes through, but I've noticed that in a lot of films too, that, you know, they will, they will play the certain it's, it's a pitch. Yeah. There is actually a science behind it. There are sounds um, and pitches that, cause tension stress and fear within our bodies so uh yeah so (laughs) so they use those pitches those tones 
um, within horror movies to help build the tension without us even necessarily realizing it. Because most of them are, are not super noticeable. Like The Haunting of Hill House, it's a very subtle thing. Yeah. Until you're listening for it, you don't really hear it. Or at least I never did. Yeah. But I, I did catch it a couple of times where I'm like, oh, something bad is about to happen. Like, well, And for me, it's like, usually when I want to get in, invested in something, I'm churning up the volume. So, uh, and my wife was watching it with me too. And we're both like, we're watching this and I don't know if it's the director's in, intention for it to having two viewers like nauseous watching their film, but we were like feeling nauseous and we, we actually felt like something was wrong at a certain scene. And, uh, it's been a while since I've actually had that feeling while I was watching something, uh, scary. Um, but I don't know. It's, it is good that you pointed that out though, that there are certain frequencies that they're picking up on. And, uh, I hope they use that, uh, sparingly, (laughs) you know, in, in further movies, but it was working on me, but, uh, that, that show so far of what I've seen is so good. The, the director and I, and I, most of it's because I just recently watched it, but there are so many things in that show that are so well done because our our brain picks up on a lot of things that we don't even realize are going on. That that's just the thing where it where it picks up on it, and then there's that kind of tension that it creates. For instance, in the show, and we talked about this a little yeah. bit before, whenever there's something going on there are ghosts in the background <laughs> hidden that you don't always you don't always know that they're there because there were a lot of times my wife and I were watching it together first of all she refused to watch it in the dark <laughs> cuz i'd be like no let's turn out all the lights yeah. let's let's get into this let's take she, our clothes off yeah I, i'm sorry <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but so she would be like, she'd be like, no, we're leaving the light on. And if we were watching in the, in the dark, if there was a scary moment coming up, she would not watch. Ah, be like, what happened? Like what's going Because I'd be like, Oh, <laughs> and she'd be like, what is it? And I'm like, there is a ghost right there. Uh, so, but if we watched it during the day, she was fine. Cause we binged it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are so many times where there are ghosts hidden in the background. Like there's this one scene that I'm thinking of in particular. The family is in the kitchen. It's when they're living in Hill House. And it's panning across yeah. as the mom's coming into the kitchen, talking to the kids. And there is a ghost in the reflection in the window. Uh, or it, I can't remember if it was in the reflection. It, it was hard to tell. It was either in the reflection or in that room just staring at them, just sitting there staring. And it's like that, that was one time, but there's like, and it, it is so scary. Many. Yeah. There's so many of them. It's like, and I, I had it to where my wife was sitting there asking me, she's like, did I just see something? And I was like, yes. I've been seeing stuff this whole time on. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and it happened the whole time. And it's just that way of ratcheting the tension with the sounds and everything. And it just blends together to make you nauseous. Yeah. And at ill at ease. Cause you're like, what is happening yeah it was so good i i i i can't wait to finish it my wife went ahead and binged the rest of it without me uh so i have to watch it alone um 
<laughs> I, I want to go back and watch it alone because when there's somebody there, it it makes it less scary because you're like, not with my wife. Uh, my wife can actually like she'll point stuff out to me and in and, and she'll say, "Did you see that?" and and so we're backing it up or something like that. Yeah. And so we're we're feeding each other a lot of times and we do this a lot and uh, so I I'm fortunate to have her as a as a watching partner and and also as a partner in life but uh it's just uh i really don't i I hardly ever watch horror films by myself ever anymore um for one thing i'm an insomniac and two i really like sleep if i can get it so (laughs) (laughs) yeah i usually have to they're usually if i watch a scary movie there usually has to be a buffer even if it's not that scary because my the way my mind works um there, there has to be a buffer, and there are a couple of of things from particularly the, the Haunting of Hill House that have stuck forever in my brain. Today, so yeah, for anybody who lives in Texas, good luck. First of all, uh, but second of all, so we've had really bad weather lately. So it's been raining for like a month straight. So it's it's been flooding quite a bit. But anyway, uh, that's relevant because it was dark. It's been really dark during the days. And my wife works uh, at a at a doctor's office, and then I work from home because I'm lucky enough to be able to have a career working on computers. So I'm working from home, and um, so it's dark. It's the middle of the day, but it's like dusk, almost nighttime. It's so dark in the house. And I had all the lights off. And so I was I was getting ready for the day. It's around 5 o'clock, so I was going into the shower. And as I'm kind of walking around the house, I started thinking about the haunting of Hill House. <laughs> and it's dark in the house. And I'm like, I gotta turn on some lights. I gotta, I gotta have something in here. Cause, uh, because there are just those images that are stuck in my head. Oh, there's one. So there is there's this moment and kind of like you said where you and your wife are feeding off of each other my my wife is cuddled up to me because she's terrified <laughs> and i i'm sitting i'm sitting over here against the 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 arm of the couch and we're watching and he did such a good job of ratcheting up that tension and ratcheting and ratcheting and then there's just there's the worst jump scare because i am not like i'll jump but i don't really scream i'm not a screamer even in bed. <laughs> um, but there was this moment and she screamed. <laughs> she's screaming. I'm screaming. I'm pretty sure if the dog could scream, he would have been screaming. Cause he like came up to us and he's like, what's wrong? And he's like all up in our faces. Oh, there's just that one moment in the entire show that was like, Whoa! <laughs> Oh my gosh. It was, it was terrifying. You'll know it when you get to it. Cause uh, I can't wait. Like my heart stopped. I was like, oh my gosh. And I like, I go, I go, did I just scream? And Lindsay was like, yeah, you screamed really loud. <laughs> like a girl. Not but that there's it, anything wrong with screaming like a girl. Yeah. No. I'm just... no. Anyway, that's a good show. Um, I can't wait to finish it though. I am actually excited, but. Also it's scared. 
it's good. It's it's worth it's worth watching. You know, I was actually reading a thing online that was like, it's so scary that it's caused people to throw up and pass out. Just because wow. because he does such a good job with that. Because like you were saying, it makes you feel nauseous at certain times. Well, and also the color scheme of it. It's most of the time it's it's kind of like a it's not a sepia tone or it's kind of a gray, I guess. But it's. Yeah. It's just got this like it's not bright and flashy colors that you're seeing all the time. You're it's it's almost like if you can define depression, the yeah. the state of depression, this show the existence in this reality is just depression all the time. Yeah. I mean and, that's and, that's the way I can sum it up. And you know, and actually now that you've pointed that out, I didn't realize it until you were pointing it out. There it does draw a certain correlation between depression. I mean, cause you, especially with Nell's story arc, right? Yeah, Where she's definitely going through these events and these things. And, you know, you do, you see that depression, that depression arc. Um, and that's, that's an interesting point that I, I hadn't really realized until you brought it up. Well, I'm glad I could do that for you. Thank you for learning. <laughs> The more you know, shooting rainbow star. Um, I mean, we. I know that we'd be remiss if we didn't mention some of the classics. I mean, I'm sure you've seen The Exorcist and the rotating. Oh my gosh! (laughs) I am not sure that I want to see that one. Demons. Okay, so I. Ghosts. Ghosts are probably my favorite because they are quite scary. Oh, um, well. Because those things that go bump in the night, it, it's it's that familiar something that's twisted on its head that makes it just scary enough to really ratchet up the tension. Mm-hmm. Demons, entirely too real for me. I Too I, real? <laughs> well, I mean, because I, I am, you know, I'm, I'm a religious person. I go okay. to church okay. every Sunday and I don't, I don't think that demons are in the same aspect of you know the way that they're presented in these movies but possession and stuff like that like i'll watch it but it gets a little too sometimes it gets a little too real for me and i'm like i don't know about this (laughs) this is is a little too real because i i i'm I'm a very big believer in you know ghosts or what have you malevolent spirits that are out there they only have as much power as you give them and part of you know the people that 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 talk about hauntings and things like that i think they happen but i think it's mostly a, the whatever it is feeding on that fear like i don't think they can actually touch you or harm you in any way unless you give yourself over that fear totally i realize that that's a very different side thing so demons okay. get a little bit real for me because i'm like i don't want to give them too much fear to feed off of <laughs> i don't want to dwell too much on it just in case it's more of a do i think it could actually happen probably not but just in case that this is a thing that can happen I think I'm better, better safe than sorry exactly so i take it you didn't watch any of the sinister films then no okay uh, I think I, if I remember correctly, those are some that are on my list because I do enjoy scary movies. 
Okay. I don't. I'll ever actually watch them if they deal with demons. Well, okay. <laughs> but do tell. Okay. Uh, I love a good ghost story. Well, for the most part, you may think it's a ghost story. That's all you may know. So I won't spoil anything for you. I'm sorry I even brought it up. So. No, no, do tell. That, that's all right. Well, probably better than it spoiling <laughs> anyway. I don't. I mean, they were actually. You know, it, it it has one of those tropes too, where you're like, you're yelling at the guy, you're like, "No, you stupid dummy! Why are you going to do that?" or something like that. And there's a lot of those in those movies, and or you know, there's a certain carelessness or careless aspect of the of the actor, um, that probably will lead them to getting killed or or something happening to them. But, uh, yeah, there's. I'm trying to is I do actually want you to watch them at some point, but uh, and it's a good movie series to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of stuff that involves realms as well, which you might appreciate. So, see, <laughs> I'm that, trying to sell this to you. Yeah, no, but no, uh, it's probably something I will watch. There, there is a scene in in the first movie where you're like jumping out of your seat. You're like. <gasps> <laughs> because you're not expecting it. You know, you, you think that, oh, they're going to take care of this problem. And then, you know, everything just goes to hell. On, on so. Is that literally? Uh, no, not literally. <laughs> I won't say anymore. Moving along. Um, I don't know. Uh, we've been talking for about, about an hour. I feel like I've been bringing up movies but is there any movies that you want to talk about or um any genres or or anything like that well um so some of the ones that i watched i i don't remember the name of it oh american werewolf in london oh yeah that was a good one i like the interplay of ghosts and werewolves plus the transformation scene but i don't remember american werewolf in london being really scary though it's not it it, it's more scary towards the beginning and then it and then it and then it kind of progresses into him dealing with the fact that he murdered his friend um yeah so it's i mean i i would classify it as horror because it does have deals with that but it's not it it starts to get away from its scares about after the first few scenes, I think. Um, there was a movie that I remember watching, and it may even be Wolfen. I, mm. I think there was a movie with Jack Nicholson where he turns into a werewolf. Am I imagining that? That could be. Anyway, I remember. I need it to was look a this up. Movie. I know that. Because I was, <laughs> so it was me, my grandfather, of course, Pop, my Nana, so my, my grandmother, and my Uncle Josh. And we were sitting watching this movie, and Josh was sitting next to Nana, and I was sitting on, I was sitting on Nana's lap. It, it was a lot, I mean, it was early, early 90s when we were watching this movie. And there was a scene where the werewolf, like, jumps out and, like, kills the guy and i swear 
my Nana and I, and I mean, like, these are 15-foot ceilings. We, I felt the ceiling touch the top of my head. Because <laughs> she, like, threw me up in the air. Because she jumped getting ready to run. I don't remember what the movie was called, though. I Wolf. only remember that brief. Wolf? It was, it was called Wolf in 1994. Yes, that was it. Um, I'm actually trying to, I'm interested because I, I think I remember this film as well. Um, I'm just, did it have Michelle Pfeiffer in it? I think so. That's worth it to see it all alone. Oh, I love Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh my gosh. Cat, she will forever be Catwoman in my mind. Oh, that skin tight leather. (laughs) I mean, I didn't want to turn this into a drool cast, but. Oh, uh... even, even in Stardust, I was like, dang, she's still got Yeah. She looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah, she does. Um, anyways, so Wolf, that is what it was. Uh, let me read the synopsis because uh, I th- I may have seen this and uh, there is no synopsis on IMDb. Well, thank you, IMDb. Oh, wait, storyline. Worn down and out of luck, aging publisher Will Randall is at the end of his rope. When a younger co-worker snatches both his job and wife out from under his nose, but after being bitten by a wolf, will suddenly feel uh, suddenly finds himself energized, more competitive than ever, and possessed with amazing heightened senses. Meanwhile, the beautiful daughter of his shrewd boss begins to fall for him <laughs> without realizing that the man she's begun to love is gradually turning into the creature by which he was bitten. <laughs> oh god. So, so I just remember the scary moment. I don't remember the rest of the movie. Okay. I remember a writing I like him talking about writing, but I just remember that specific scene where it, there was a jump scare and boom in the air. Um I don't even is it even a horror movie or is it like a Um yeah, so it's okay. it falls under the genres of drama horror romance and thriller so okay so that fits in there um another because uh, i was i mean my mom was rather protective i wasn't allowed to watch like rugrats or doug because they had bullies oh. um i remember watching the 13th ghost which i thought was a good movie um did you ever see that one that had elizabeth shannon in it Hold on, stand by. <laughs> Basically, it was a it, so. Could everything have a or Shannon Elizabeth in it? Is I mean, I honestly don't know who that is. So yes, everything could have her in it because I don't know who she is. I would probably know her if I saw her face. Uh, but the whole premise of the movie was uh, this man who had lost his wife in a fire but he had saved the kids. He, he ends up inheriting this house. Um, and what, what's happening is, is the house like, Oh, the guy who like the very first scene is like them hunting a ghost in a junkyard. And then the guy who owns the house, he dies as they're hunting this ghost and they capture it. So this, this house imprisons these ghosts within it Hmm. um and then like 
but then the ghosts get released. It's like this big glass house where you can see all the different rooms, but then these ghosts get released because they've been imprisoned in this house. Then they get released and they start, they start hunting the family. Um, and like one guy, he gets like piano wire wrapped around him and he dies. And That's unfortunate. My, my sister loved the movie. Was and this so, a black and white film? No, no. I'm having difficulty finding it. But we are going to have to talk about black and white films at a, at a point like werewolf and Dracula. Oh yeah. yeah. The mummy and stuff like that. Um, the, the Haunting of Hill House, which was... So, I don't know if you know this, but The Haunting of Hill House is not a remake, but it's a retelling of the same story um, that had... I can't remember her name. I think she was in the Scream movies. Uh, whatever her name was, I think. Nev Campbell? I think it had Nev Campbell in it. Don't quote me on that. Uh, I'm quoting you right now. Okay. Um, And that one, so that one had to do with a guy who had created this house to fill it with children, but they never had children. So what he did is he killed children and then imprisoned them in the mortar of the house. Sure, because that's what sane people do. Um, But that was a remake of an old black and white movie called The Haunting of Hill House, which is... um, and, and, and this one, it had similar, similar themes where a guy studying fear, this professor, this psychologist, took a bunch of people to this house and then pretended to haunt them. Like he haunted them, but then it turned out that the house was actually haunted and it ended up killing everybody. Um, Quite the turn of events, would you say? Um. And so, anyway, um, what was I saying? So the 13th Ghost, saw that one quite a bit, a couple of times. And then, what was the other scary movie that I saw? Oh, uh, Darkness Falls. That was like, so you had to stay out of shadows with that one, right? Yeah, you had to stay, you had to be in the light. Yeah. It scared my sister so bad she bloodied her nose <laughs> trying to hide. <laughs> yeah, we were in the movie theater. She was she was on a date and I had tagged along, you know, as the younger brother chaperone. I've been there. Um and uh I mean it was it wasn't bad. It was a decent scary movie. It's I mean, you know. Um I think it I think it had a decent enough story. Not a great great one by any means but decent uh, but yeah you had to stay out of the darkness or the tooth fairy would kill you that's right that's yeah. right and uh so yeah it's it's t- towards the end of the movie when they're in the lighthouse the the witch appears out of the darkness and ah! my sister tried to hide her face and plunged herself right <laughs> oh, in the which I laughed hysterically because they like lean over and they're like, "Hey, your sister had to leave," and I was like, "Why?" They're like, "Well, she she bloodied her nose," and I was like, "Oh, all right, should be fine." <laughs> Just went back to watching the movie. Uh, 
I've seen that one a couple of times. And then recently I watched The Apostle, which was a good thriller horror. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's got, uh, I can't remember his name. Maybe I'll find it, actually. Since I'm sitting here right in front of the TV. <laughs> well, I, while you're looking that up, there was in maybe it's horrible that I'm actually interchanging into another film that uh, I don't know the name of it. And I'm also currently uh, looking it up, but I'm vamping for your vamp right now. Um, but there was a movie with Daniel Radcliffe recently. Um, oh, there, uh, Horns or Swiss Army Man? No, it was neither of those. I, I enjoyed Horns, actually. Um, I never watched Swiss Army Man, but it was actually... One where they... The demon. Was it? I, okay, I, I know there was like a ghost lady following him around. Mm, yes. I'm really trying to find... <laughs> this is a horrible explanation of... Uh, uh, did you find that movie that you were looking for, or...? I am. Oh, it was called The Woman in Black. Oh, yeah, I don't know that one. Highly recommend watching it. Uh, it is. It is one of those films where uh, it's it's a kind of a period piece, and uh, she's in the pictures, right? I believe so. Uh, yeah, she's. I mean, but also she makes appearances. You know she's haunting this this place or this land Um, okay i think i think i may have heard of this one i may have looked at it thinking i might uh, watch it because i I do enjoy horror movies anyway keep going but uh i uh for you know i mean i enjoy daniel radcliffe as an actor Uh, i know some people you know they only see him as harry potter but uh, i can look beyond that but uh it's a good uh, you know, horror thriller film. So, but uh, it, that was one that kind of stuck in my mind because it just had a, as an adult watching it, it had a, just a, a good. I walked away with a good creepy feeling. You know, it was like it's like you know what, I I didn't feel like that I was cheated in some way or like I, my feelings were trifled with. It was like I had a I had some genuine good scares in that film. Um. So. Yeah, I, I like a movie like that, even if it's not like I don't walk away going, oh, that was the scariest thing I've ever seen. If I walk away going, okay, that, like it was creepy, it had that that vibe to it, then I feel like that's a good enough horror movie. It's the ones that are just like, jump and scare you, jump and scare you, okay, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> that's like- I like a movie that after I, I get done watching it, I'm afraid to go into another room or yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid to turn a corner, <laughs> even though logically I know that this couldn't happen, but, uh, no, it's, I've only had a few movies in my life that have actually done that to me, but, uh, it, it, it is an interesting and funny time when that does happen, but, uh, so apostle, it has Dan Stevens in it. Okay. Uh, he played Matthew in Downton Abbey. He was the Beast in Beauty and the Beast. Which um, one? The 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 remake. Oh, okay. All one right, with right. Watson. Um, it's a movie that just recently came out on Netflix. Really, I 
it's it's more of a thriller necessarily than strictly horror, but it does have its really creepy moments. There's specifically a moment where, so it's early on in the movie, so I'm not spoiling anything. Well, thank you. Uh, but uh, so so basically, it, it's it's about this. The the first thing that you see is this guy. You see Dan Stevens. He's got this really scraggly beard. He kind of looks like a hobo. Um, and this guy is reading a letter to him, and he and he tells him that his sister has been kidnapped by these by this this cult on an island off of the coast of England that lives on an island off the coast of England. And this is like 1905. And so. He goes to the island to find his sister and then bring her back. Um, but so the whole time, like they know that there's a ransom and there's a guy that's supposed to be bringing the ransom. So they're trying to find him the entire time. And like, but he like he gets there and there's this man who set himself up as a prophet and they pray to her is what they call and it's like the spirit of the island um and so it it has this thriller aspect because they're looking for him they're trying to find him he's trying to find his sister and he keeps finding these dark secrets about the island um and one of them is like this lady with white hair keeps appearing and then like disappearing and there's there's this scene where he's so he's investigating the village and when he first got there, they had given him a, they called it a vessel, which was a jar, a glass jar, an empty glass jar. Oh, and so as he's like investigating the village after dark, he looks in the window and he sees the, the, the man of the house because there are these families there. And he cuts the wrist of his wife and then she bleeds into the jar. And then he's like, he, his, his wife beckons to their daughter who's like hiding behind a post. And so like he walks away and then he's in the hallway because he's in like this end type building. Um, and he sees this woman in white hair standing, like there's this woman in white hair behind him and he turns around and he looks and he sees her. Um, and all these, there are all these jars full of blood next to the doors oh my gosh uh so he, he so he has to blend in so he like puts half in his jar from another jar and he goes to put in the key well it has the sharp point on it and he stabs his finger and it falls onto the onto the floorboards and he's like ow and he and he goes into the room and the blood starts to 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 drift between the cracks and it falls down between the cracks and so you're looking it sh the scene is looking down at the floorboards and the blood drips in. And then all of a sudden there's this ghostly white disturbing face. They're licking up the blood. Oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that would scare the crap out of me. Oh, oh my gosh. And it was like, oh. it's a, it's a good movie. It's, it's pretty cool. Like it's a good thriller tense. <laughs> I, I actually, I know you're just explaining this to me, but I would not actually foresee that happening. Uh, so, yeah, uh. <laughs> yeah, it was, and it's a scary face. Like, you know, 
like like they have in the uh, the haunting of hill house where the faces are pale and they have like the like oh, they look dead and ghostly like the lady from kingpin ever watch the movie <laughs> every <laughs> every oh, the the one with woody harrelson and, yeah uh, and every time you looked into the rearview mirror there was a lady that uh oh, yeah. did a hand gesture he's like yes that's a joke but anyways yeah yeah so it's just it's just there all of a sudden you're like where did that come from oh my gosh all right well i i mean we do have some black and white movies that we could just kind of roll through the list of movies that we've watched and uh but uh i mean any of them come to mind i mean you know I mean, they're not the black and white ones that I've seen aren't really scary, except for the haunting of Hill House. That one is more it there. I don't remember there being any jump scares in it, but the ending to the movie, which I I don't want to spoil if anybody plans on watching it, it's freaky and disturbing and like it just goes from like bad to worse, and it and it's really just like the whole movie you don't know are there really ghosts but this one lady goes nuts um she doesn't like start killing anybody but she's like she nuts um the birds (laughs) are you black and white it's not it's it's a hitchcock film the birds specifically the scene where she's trapped in the attic and the birds are attacking her yeah so creepy like, i don't know how birds can be so creepy i like, never got that vibe from that movie i i remember the first time i watched it, i'm just sitting there it's like you know my mom is sitting next to me or something like that and she's like freaking out I was like are you serious right now like it did not bother me whatsoever really yeah i was like <laughs> These are clearly like things that are meant to look like birds that are just either on strings or whatever. Just uh, well, yeah. Uh, part of, part of the effects were taking me out, but yeah, it it's that one scene in the attic where she's being attacked, and th- they're actually real birds. Are they really? Yeah. So Alfred Hitchcock actually tortured that, like, he tortured that woman <laughs> to the point to where she is now terrified of birds. Oh, well, that's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's damaged in real life. Yeah. Uh, yeah, from that movie, supposedly. I mean, that's the kind of the legend associated with that movie. Um, Psycho. Oh, yes. That was a great one. Especially that ending scene where he flips and he goes from being Norman to being his mother. Yep. Creepy. Um, the Werewolf. The Werewolf is a good movie. I don't know if it's necessarily scary. I don't remember it being scary. It's not. Neither is Dracula, really. No. But it, that, that uh, I will say that beginning scene, even though it's black and white where he's coming down the stairs, will he he does he has this gravity to him that is just very disturbing 
Um, uh, Dracula, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula with Gary Oldman. Yeah, that Ashley. I'm trying to think. Was I scared in that one? And there was moments where I felt. Well, I mean, I guess when uh, I can't remember the main character's name that was essentially writing letters back and forth to Count Dracul. Brinfield is the character's name. Okay, so he's the one that eventually gets trapped there. Yeah, and he goes crazy. Yes, and uh, so I mean, you know, you know what's happening to him as far as like how he's trapped in in a never-ending, you know orgy you know it's like <laughs> at least the way they portrayed it in 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 the film but uh yeah. uh you know gosh that poor guy but <laughs> oh dang I'm stuck in an orgy <laughs> but he got out he's good um until he started eating rats that's true yeah that, that's highly unfortunate but that was a good I, I don't know it was kind of a th- I would I would classify that more as more a th- monster movie than horror. Yeah, I mean I, I I didn't find myself really scared or you know there were some thrilling parts to it, but um, I I enjoyed it for the storytelling and uh, the effects in that movie were actually pretty good for its time. So I I enjoyed that movie um, because it is I I like Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, and so the portrayal and then the kind of look back on how he became Dracula, Dracula Untold is a good monster movie too. I liked that one. I don't know if you ever saw it. I've never seen Dracula Untold. It's good. I, I like it. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a cool monster flick. Um, again, not horror though. So I'll, oh, it's all I'll good. Myself in. It, it, like, it, it, I think what we're doing is we're we're in that area right now where Halloween's coming up. You know, we're talking about spooky things here, so and that's okay. I I I will include you know monster things in there, and uh, sometimes monsters can be scary. So, ooh, Jeepers Creepers. Uh, you know, I thought about that one earlier. That one, the the scariest part of that movie for me is the song. Beepers, yeah. Creepers, creepers. Get the beepers. And then he turns around and it's the guy's eyes and you're like, Bleh. yeah. It's that been a while. Is, that one is freaky. There's and a scene. There's a jump scare scene in that film where you're watching. I think it's like near the beginning of the film, though, but you're watching. There's a person driving down the, the road. And uh, as you're watching this person driving, he's having a conversation. You're like, wow, that truck behind them is coming up awfully quick. And all of a sudden, bam, <laughs> it smashes into the back of them. Mm-hmm. And it it was like the bad guy, essentially. And he just knocked them off the road just to collect them. Yeah. And uh, it was like, but it was one of those unsettling things because you're just sitting there. They're having a kind of an argument, I believe. But that that you just see these headlights coming right up in the in behind them. But it's such a memorable scene. It's unexpected because it's such a trope to have that the lights coming up quick and then swerve off, they honk or something like that. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's usually you usually get that at the beginning of the horror movie because it's that build of tension and then it doesn't deliver. So that the rest of the time when they do that, they're they're hitting you a little bit harder because you're you're anticipating the oh whew, everything's okay and then boom you know yeah um whereas you know with Jeepers Creepers it comes up and you're you're like expecting it to pass it, you know because you're not expecting the movie to start quite so quickly and then boom yep. Exactly. Um, Jeepers Creepers. Uh, uh, what about... I never saw this one, uh, but I always wanted to... When a wolf calls, I think is what it's... The name of it? Or... It's about a girl that's babysitting, and then there's like an actual guy that's calling her and messing with her and then he's trying to get into the house to kill her oh boy i've never seen that one though but so i mean is majority of the film he's just kind of messing with her over the phone or well he like breaks into the house and he's just kind of messing with her in general but it's the scary part of it is is that it's it's like an actual person instead of a ghost or a monster it's more real life which is pretty terrifying in and of itself um there was a movie with Halle Berry emergency or kidnap kidnapped I remember I remember there was a movie with Halle Berry she was a 911 operator and then it might be kidnapped i think i think it i think it's just one word but that one that one's a pretty good scary movie because it's real tense because you've got the guy that's kidnapping the girl and then she's trying to escape i mean it's probably a mix in there with thriller but still yeah Still good. Those real, real stories are always a little bit more scary. Well, when there's a seed of like real history in them or whatever, or they could potentially happen, it's like, oh gosh. Oh, you know what we haven't talked about? What have we haven't talked about? Poltergeist. Ah, oh, this house is clear or clean. <laughs> that the the first one, and especially the the clown. The toy clown. <laughs> you know what my my worst scene in that film was? I as a kid watching this, this is every time I watch this film, you know what scene made me get up and leave? What? So it's when they have all the people in there studying the house. You know, they, they brought in the medium. The guy cooks up some chicken. Uh huh. Sets it on the counter that piece of chicken as he walks away just starts wiggling and moving across the counter and then he like looks in the mirror or whatever and his face just starts peeling away like the house is pulling tricks on him and but i don't know why the piece of chicken moving (laughs) inching inchworming I just got up. I was like, no, I'm a kid. I just like, none of this (laughs) got up and just left the room because I was like, there's no way a piece of chicken's going (laughs) to. Because, 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 
Is it because it was too, they cannot take the man's chicken that is too far? <laughs> you can do whatever you want to his psyche. Don't take a man's chicken. Don't take a man's chicken. I, I'm just telling you right now. Uh, there's ghosts in that chicken. No, I I don't know why it bothered me as a kid. And now thinking back on it, it was like. It still kind of bothers me today just thinking about that. It's like they took that man's chicken and I there think was, he I think he went on to eat it though after it was moving by itself. That's probably why he was hallucinating. True. Jeez. Was it was it the second one where he uh where he drinks the tequila and there's the worm in it? Yes. And then it like it like it doesn't it like it, it's like moving and then it does something it like burrows its way out of him or something yeah i can't man i i watch the polar guy i haven't i need to go back through and watch those again but um there's there's a scene in, in polar guys one though where i think it's the mother is running down the hallway and they do this weird film technique where the the hall just stretches yeah and it just keeps expanding and stretching and they're keeping up with it in real time. I don't know what what effects they're using for that scene. But if you ever want to feel like the, the feeling of you can't get out. And this house is going to stop you from getting out. Yeah. And, you know, and she's just running. I think it was just an optical effect with the lens. Like they're 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 moving the camera forward and they're backing up and they're zooming out at the same time. That can have that effect. And they may have done that over time oh, over many times. But. A lot of good scenes in, in that. I don't know who I don't know who directed that, but I honestly don't know. I think I th- the scariest part of that movie to me is still the little medium medium lady. <laughs> yes, and Carol adorable Ann. Carol Ann. <laughs> Carol Ann. Ooh. Uh, tiny hands. Gosh, she's she just creepy. <laughs> But adorable. I'm just trying to look up and see who directed that. But oh, okay. So Steven Spielberg did the that's right uh, screenplay of that. So and Michael Grace also did that. But yeah, yeah. It was Toby Hooper actually directed it. But now that that's a good movie. I movies. Uh, there was. Also, I, I can't remember if it was Poltergeist 2 or... Th- was there a third one? There was three, yeah. Yeah, and that's where like the main bad character of Kane came into being. The second one is where King... The first one mentions King. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, it mentions there's somebody who's keeping these ghosts here who, who had taken Carol Ann. There is there is one entity that she specifically points to, and then in the second one is where you find out King is a person that he imprisoned these. He was like a leader of a cult who thought the end of the world was coming and imprisoned these people down here. And that's that scene where he's like laughing and he's got the he's sweating and he's yeah he's Bible verses and ugh. <laughs> Um, and then the third one is where the parents, <laughs> the parents shift Caroline off to that other family that lives in the skyscraper. Yes. 
and then they they like take the portal to the other world to go and bring back Carol Ann, and it's like that frozen landscape. I don't remember Poltergeist too well. Uh, Poltergeist three too well. I I, I do remember one and two. But, uh, I remember three the best because it's the one I saw the most often. I didn't see. I saw the third one. I remember that one uh, really well, even from the very beginning. And then it wasn't until later when I actually watched Poltergeist one, and then and then two. Two you don't see very often. It's not one that that shows up a lot. So I had to really search to find it to be able to watch it. Cool. Cool. Well. Do you want to call it there, buddy? And, I guess uh, we'll call it there now that we've scared the pants off of each other. Oh, my gosh. Let, Not, me pan, let me pan this camera down so you can verify. I'm sure the listeners will open <laughs> Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're following my directions from Discord earlier. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I got a rager right now for you. <laughs> All righty. Um, how do you guys sign... <laughs> How do you guys sign off? Because, uh, um, uh, uh, Russell, where can people find you? Oh yeah. Um, well they can find me at the Twitter at drjex. That's J E X O seven two five at twitter.com. Just in case you weren't aware that you had to put that, that on there. Um, or I guess it's at, DRJ, whatever, whatever, however Twitter does it. It could be twitter.com slash uh, what is it? What's the number at the end? 0725. 0725, or it could be, or you can find you at at DRJX0725. Yeah, um, and you can, of course, I, I, most of the time if I'm on there, I'm usually talking about D&D or posting D&D-esque things or talking about how much I need some moose cock. Um, I don't know if a whole lot of people know what that means nobody knows what it means which makes it all the better okay um um okay so uh gunbait played in our D&D don't explain this oh okay don't okay let Um, them write a review an iTunes review, so and let them ask there if if they okay. want. That's fair. That's they fair. must leave a five star. If you have any questions, leave a five star rating, and maybe I'll answer it as Nick reads it to me in whatever accent you uh, request. I am voting for Scottish with a lisp. Hmm, I haven't actually heard that before. That sounds good. I know that. I think I think that would be a challenge for Nick, and I think he would enjoy that. So uh, for all those out there listening, if you write uh, listeners, if you write a good review, I would also recommend suggesting um, Russian with an overbite. Ooh, yes. Or like the. <laughs> this is so great. You know my. my oh, lateral syllabic displacement disorder. <laughs> my wife has uh, retainers that she wears on occasion. Awesome. And whenever she wears them, she talks like this. And that's the best thing ever. <laughs> it makes me laugh every time. She hates it when I do that voice. Hopefully she can't hear me at the moment. Well, we'll, be we'll find out here shortly. We'll be in trouble. Uh, but, yeah, you'll be in trouble. I am in Ohio. so Lucky you. 
Um, you can also find me on the Discord. Uh, mostly lurking in the D and D channel because D and D is my. This is true. Uh, as you started telling a story, I I was once a part of that at one time. So, I know so. we miss you. I, I miss you too. Hopefully, hopefully, because it, because it's during the summers where you you go back to the day shift. Yeah. So I we will be I'm, playing. So yeah, well, this year I came in a little bit late in the summer, so I'm gonna have to start like as soon as spring rolls around and I go back on days, I'm going to have to jump back in like right off the bat. So, okay. So awesome. I will be prepared for that. Oh, you will. Oh, I will. <laughs> so, so. Um, oh, I thought you'd never ask. Um, you can find me at Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, all at the username gunbait one zero one. I am also a co-host of another podcast. Um, I'm a little bit more polished on that podcast. I, I know I'm sorry. <laughs> what are you trying to say? Is our podcast not polished enough for you? No, no, no. I, I didn't write any <laughs> show notes at all for tonight. Uh, I Honestly, I don't even normally stream for our podcast. So I'm, I'm actually doing a one-up for you guys. So, hey, I, You know what? I think we're not having any show notes. I think we did a... I mean, we filled all the time, right? Hey, I enjoyed myself. I, did I can't guarantee the listeners enjoyed themselves, but they'll let us know if they did. Yeah, please write a review. Also, <laughs> I'm not the normal host. Elmer Fudd is the normal host. He does a much better job than I do. Um, You've done fantastic. Oh, thank you. You can also find Elmer Fudd at Elmer Fudd Games. That's double M double D. I didn't say it with gusto. I'm sorry, but uh, that's okay. Uh, if you want to send email, uh, the email address is justsomeguardians at gmail.com. And uh, if you're watching live, you already know where we are right now. But if you're not watching live and you're listening after the fact, uh, you guys are at twitch.tv slash justsomeguardians. Did I get ev- did I get everything? I think so. Well, you forgot to say that if you want to email us questions or pictures of Dick Cheney, we accept those. Okay. Uh Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, what else was there? Oh yeah, leave it. You can find us on iTunes um, and Podbean or wherever your favorite podcasts are sold or distributed. Yeah, or... I don't think any are really sold. And if you are selling them, why? <laughs> yeah, then you're a loser. Get off. <laughs> just, just go away. Um, yeah. And if you leave a review for us on iTunes, which we've already covered, five-star rating, request an accent, Nickel read it, you know, whenever he's on the show, if he's ever on the show. (laughs) I've always been meaning to ask you, though, when you ask for pictures of Dick Cheney, I mean, do you also allow pictures of Dick Clark? You know what? Since nobody is here that can stop me, I'm going to say yes. Oh, damn. You heard it here, folks. Yep. Yep. And there's nothing they can do about it. What okay. can do now? All Brett, right. when you're listening to this, you can suck it. Please. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I I, uh, I do look forward to Brett getting back. And uh, he will no doubt pick the show right back up and get it right back on track. Um, I hope I did okay for you. 
And, uh, you did great. I'm the one that always derails it anyway. So no, it's fine. I, I, I enjoyed myself. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Um, Russell, my understanding is that you guys have a certain parting message that you like to say. Well, I mean, if I say it correctly, join us next week on Just Some Guardians for utter incompetency and mutual chaos. Beautiful. All right. Thank you, guys. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. I don't know who does it when I'm not here. Probably Brett. My neck. <laughs>